Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> hey, homies. I'm Katie. I'm Sydney. And this is Something Sick. Happy one year. What's up? Of saying, hey, homies. Our anniversary is technically... Well, it was supposed to be Valentine's. But it's not. But it's the day after Valentine's. The 15th. Yeah. But this is the closest you're getting to our one-year episode. So Woo. I'm going to be real. This one feels very chaotic. That's okay. Because I've been so exhausted this week. Uh-uh. I'm also tired. But we got some good stuff coming. So Yeah. We're pumped. Yay. And I was just going to say, suck it up. <laughs> if you don't like it. I don't think they care. No. They don't tell us if they do <laughs> if they do care. Please, actually, if you do care and you hate it, don't tell me. No. I don't want to get my feelings hurt. <laughs> fragile, um, fragile. Yeah. I don't think we have anything really important to discuss. Nope, let's just get into it. Okay, cool. So, today, we're gonna... I'm, I'm mixing things up. I'm doing a ghosty, mm-hmm. which I haven't actually done. You've done, like, one Yeah, I did the like urban legends yeah but i haven't done like an actual like ghost episode so it felt kind of weird um it's weird for me to do true crime ones yeah and i'm gonna do three different distilleries in kentucky i was originally gonna do one and then there was not enough information on it to make a whole episode out of it so we just we're getting three little baby ones great yeah so Um, I also just found this quote and I wanted to put it in here somewhere. But while I was researching, I've read a food and wine article about one of these places and like ghost shows that have investigated different like distilleries. Mm -hmm. And the article said, quote, you'd think ghost hunters would have visited distilleries more often. After a strenuous day of not finding any ghosts, a bourbon would seem like a great way to unwind and convince yourself that you haven't made a terrible career choice. Oh, no. And I was like, damn, food and wine. Yeah. <laughs> like, chill. I think they're just bitter. Yeah. That they can't make a living off of ghost hunting because me too. I really want to make I'm a living. I'm also bitter. <laughs> but I read that. I was like, I wouldn't that say that. so mean. Yeah. Anyway, I was just, I had They've to say They've got butts up their sticks. They do have butts up their sticks. <laughs> so, um, speaking of, we're going to start with the distillery that Ghost Hunters went to. Great. And also, when I say distillery, this is like Kentucky bourbon. Sydney's from Kentucky. I'm from Kentucky. You can do your accent if you want. No. <laughs> I'm good. I'll pass. I don't remember what episode it was when I said something that, like, in my accent slipped out. You do it sometimes, just in normal daily. I know. But there was one episode that literally, like, people talked to me about it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to know. <laughs> don't tell me. But anyway, first up, we're going to be talking about Buffalo Trace Distillery in Frankfurt. And Ghost Hunters went there when it was, like, classic Ghost Hunters. Mm. So. Oh, geez. Yeah. I'm going to be talking about lots of their evidence. So, Buffalo Trace claims to be the oldest continuously operating distillery in the United States. And some people claim that they started distiller starting distilling um like on the site in 1775. Buffalo Trace says they've been distilling since 1787. So, sometime in that range. 
And then it's a long time. Yeah. And then their first warehouse was constructed in 1812. Hmm. So no matter what, they've been operating for over 200 years. Yeah. And they were one of few distilleries that was allowed to remain operational during prohibition. Wow. Because they got like basically an okay to continue making bourbon for medicinal purposes. Hmm. So that's how they're like wow. the longest, like continuously operating. That's interesting. So yeah. Good for them. I know. Making that money. And I think like at the time, I don't think that they were really like. It's in Kentucky or in the country? It's in Kentucky. Okay. No, I, I meant like the, they're the longest running. Oh, I think in the country. Uh, what did I write down? In the United States. Okay. 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 I was like, Kentucky is in the country. No. <laughs> I was like, what's your question? Sorry. No, you're good. Um, but I think, I don't think they were making it as much as they were like, like just bottling it. Yeah. Because they already had I mean, so much. And later they're like, we're going to sell this. Yeah. So, you know. Um, but throughout their operation, they have seen a lot of tragedies. Um, so they had a distillery building that was built in 1872 and in 1882, it was struck by lightning. Oh, my gosh. And seeing as it's just full of alcohol, yeah. <laughs> burned down. Wow. Um, and then in 2016, the distillery was being renovated, and workers discovered that the burned foundation had just been built on top of. Wow. That's so, not good. Yeah. A little spooky. Um, they called this distillery Bourbon Pompeii, <laughs> which I think is kind of <laughs> interesting. In 1937, Frankfurt was flooded and Buffalo Trace is right on the Kentucky River. And so it was also flooded with water cresting at 17 feet above the power plant oh, dang. and four feet above Warehouse H. Wow. So it was like. That's a lot. So much. I'm afraid of that. Yeah. That sounds scary. It's really crazy. Um, yeah. So lots of things like that. Um, they also, I'm sure, had lots of injuries. I couldn't find a ton. I tried to find like actual like newspaper articles and stuff for like proof of these. Mm -hmm. um, the only article I could find was from the 27th of July, 1900. Wow. And it just said that 21-year-old Edward Russell and 45-year-old Burt Jenkins, quote, Met death from foul air in a well at the OFC distillery at Frankfurt. Hmm. And first of all, OFC, at the time, it was the old fire copper distillery. So it's hmm. referring to that. But I also don't know what foul air means. Toxic. Like toxins in the air. Yeah, that's what I was like. Like they said in a well. So I'm like, there's like some sort of like toxic gas or something yeah but i don't know it's weird so there was at least that documented death or those documented deaths on site but i couldn't find any proof of like other ones mm. um so their most famous ghost is that of colonel blanton who started working at the distillery when he was only 16 and later became president of the distillery and he remained president through both world wars Wow. Prohibition, the Great Depression, and the flood of 1937. Wow. That's a lot of things. So he like saw 
A lot. A lot. And like saw this company through a lot. Mm -hmm. And in 1959, he died in the sunroom in the mansion on the property or Mm. the like master distiller's house. Mm -hmm. Um, How did he die? I think just of old age. Okay. Because I think he started there at 16, like in the late 1800s. So he was pretty old for the time. Um, so a lot of stress too. Yeah. Like he went all those things a lot there. And I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere that like after the flood, like he had the distillery back up and running, like people were working like the next day, Mm -hmm. which is like crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Um, so obviously people think that he might still be there. So people often hear someone walking around in the mansion on the property And they've also seen apparitions that they believe to be him. Mm -hmm. Um, In the aging warehouses, people also claim to see apparitions and hear footsteps. It's a lot of the (laughs) claims. Yeah. Um, And there have been stories about apparitions at this distillery for over 50 years, Hmm. which is always cool. I always love hearing like historical. Yeah. Like claims of ghosts. Yeah. Because I don't know. It's it, not just like a new age yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. They do offer ghost tours at Buffalo Trace, which I love yes. for them. I love that they're embracing it. I, I just wanted to note that I would go. I kind of want to own a haunted building someday. Same. That'd be pretty We've cool. talked about this. That's what we're going to do someday together. We have a lot of goals for us. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to get them done. <laughs> okay. Just wait. Okay. I'm along for the ride. Yeah. Okay. You just have to go with whatever I say. Okay. I've learned that. Okay. <laughs> we're going to talk about some of the hot spots and then some of the evidence that Ghost Hunters got. Great. I watched this with you, right? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yes. So first up is Stony Point Mansion. And this was built at some point during Colonel Blanton's presidency. Um, so it was post-1921 because I think that's when he became president. Mm-hmm. So sometime post like 1921. Mm-hmm. And it was built by Blanton for himself and his wife. And now it just houses like offices and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like I said, people hear footsteps and voices and they have reported an apparition of a man in a hat and a long overcoat. And like people who have seen this apparition have like looked at pictures of Blanton and been like, oh, yeah, that was him. Hmm. So creepy. Um, And some people believe that he's there just still trying to protect his distillery, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. He spent like his whole life there. He never worked anywhere else. Like that's crazy. Um, So when Ghost Hunters was there, um, the first thing that happened is Steve and Tango went inside and like immediately started to hear creaking like there was someone like upstairs like making noises upstairs Mm -hmm. and then later on in the episode Britt was in the mansion and heard what sounded like a chair move in the living room and he like went and tried to figure out like what chair it was and like couldn't really totally figure it out Mm -hmm. and then he went upstairs and heard like a super weird and like creepy noise coming from downstairs I don't even know how to describe it um mimic it no Okay. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Why not? <laughs> because they do it. I have pride. <laughs> so that's <Do> really <laughs> <laughs> So that's really all they got in Stony Point Mansion. Didn't really seem like there was like a ton going on in there. So next up is Warehouse C, which was constructed in 1885. So this also has the classic ghost tales of cold spots, apparitions, voices. 
that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a story of from the second floor. An employee at one point heard someone whisper and tell him to get out. Ew. And just as soon as he got out with all of his men and like fellow workers, an entire wall came down. That's crazy. So it, it's like, like protecting. Yeah, them. it was like protecting them. Hmm. which I think is really cool. Yeah. I think especially because it's like he was an employee. I, I think that whoever is there. Yeah. Like respects them and the work they're doing. Yeah, Because so. they did the same work. Yeah. yeah. So on Ghost Hunters, uh, Jay, while in this warehouse, thought that he heard someone say something like right in his ear. And then right as that happened, they all heard like a lot of footsteps that they said it sounded like they were like a couple floors above them, not like right above them, mm-hmm. which I never understand. How can you hear that? Yeah. I'm like, how can you hear the difference? But no. okay, sure. Um, while alone on the first floor, Jay heard a loud sound and he said it sounded like brah. Brah. Um, it, to me, it kind of Okay, sounded, so now you'll make the noise. I had written down what exactly what it sounded like and I didn't write down the other one you and I don't made know it how up. to mimic it. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> um, but to me... This sound kind of sounded like partially almost sounded electronic, but partially kind of sounded like a like a trumpet. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing. Yeah. It it was just kind of weird. Yeah. Like it didn't sound like a it wasn't like a person or an animal. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, Later on, at one point, Adam and Amy were there. Love them. Our faves. And they heard a voice and it definitely said three syllables. They think that it was someone saying get out now mm-hmm. i couldn't really hear like any words in there there are definitely three syllables but. yeah um at one point on the second floor steve and tango heard footsteps and they said they both said that they saw something black like about the size of a basketball oh yeah move from right to left like in front of them mm-hmm. which like whenever two people see something yeah. i feel like us at waverly yeah it's very validating yeah um, and my final piece of evidence <laughs> from Ghost Hunters. Your final piece of evidence. My fi- It is mine. I'm claiming this evidence. <laughs> I wouldn't. Huh? I wouldn't. I know what this is and I wouldn't claim this oh, okay. as mine. It's kind of weird. That's fair. So at one point, Grant, I think he was on like, he was on an upper floor and Jay was on a lower floor, I think. And they're both by themselves. And Grant felt someone grab his ass <laughs> Like, pinch him on the left butt cheek. And at the same time, like, they radio each other to tell each other their experiences. At the same time, Jay felt the same thing, same butt cheek, and everything. Same butt cheek. Which I just think is really funny. And I also really loved in this show, they kept saying buttocks. Yeah, and butt cheek. Did they say butt cheek? Mm -hmm. Okay, I just, I was really hung up on them saying buttocks. They kept saying butt cheek, too. Because I've never really heard someone say buttock Buttick. but anyway so i thought that that was very weird it, i'm glad it was to a man and not yes <laughs> to amy or something it was that's the thing it's funny because it's to them yeah if it was to amy i would be like don't touch her yeah exactly <laughs> but uh-huh. i would fight for amy same so would adam king i would also fight for adam me too so um next up we're gonna move on and talk about a different distillery and this one is Jim Beam Distillery in Claremont, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I know exactly where that is. Yep, obviously. Do you know where that is? Kind of. <laughs> Can you explain to me where no. that is? <laughs> Not really. What is it near? It's near Bardstown. Closer to Louisville. Closer to Louisville. Anyway. Mm. You act like I don't know anything. I spend so much time at your uh, house. <laughs> 
Katie spends more time in Kentucky than she ever thought she would. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, while the Jim Beam brand is older, this distillery wasn't built until 1933. Then how is it older? Like the brand is older. Oh, okay. Like not the yeah, not the, not the distillery. distillery. Okay. Um, I do think that the Beam family lived on this land. Before. We're part of them, the Bean fam. Beam. Oh, <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, to be fair, most people. I thought you said Bean. <laughs> I didn't. I do think a lot of people say Jim Bean, but that's not correct. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Guys, I don't drink bourbon or whiskey. <laughs> um. Anyway, they lived- Don't come for me. <laughs> the whiskey drinkers are coming for you. That's not me. She just peace sign. Okay, so the family lived on the land before the distillery was built, I think. Okay. But the distillery spans over 500 acres, which is huge. So that's crazy. I don't know how big an acre is. I don't know how to explain that to you. (laughs) Cool. Because you also don't know how big an acre is. I do know how big an acre is, but I don't know how to tell you how big an acre is. I feel like you're lying to me. Okay. (laughs) Anyways. So... Uh, Paranormal Lockdown went there, and Ooh, I watched their. It's episode. actually a really good show. I they honestly, get good stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say I. We need I to watch like, the whole thing because you've never you don't yeah. like you don't normally like Nick. Yeah, and so he's like fine to me. I don't but really love the show. Him. Is really I think they get but good they got, stuff. Yeah, they got really good evidence. Yeah, so yeah, we should watch it. So they're hot spots. The first one. Is the T. Jeremiah Beam House, which is the master distiller's house on the property. And now, just like the other one, it is mostly an office. Um, but people report seeing a woman roaming the halls. Ew. Um, walking up and down the stairs, which feels very sly manner. Yeah. Um, and staring outside of windows. That would scare me. Yeah. Women ghosts seem scarier for some reason. It depends. Like, yeah. It's something very, there's something very eerie. Yes. Especially, like, I think it's, like, the dresses. I think yes. there's something very eerie about that. Yeah. But, um, so on the show, they had Baker Beam um, come with them, and he used to live in the house, like, while it was still a residence, mm-hmm. which was very cool. Mm-hmm. He's part of the family, obviously. Part of the fam. The Beam fan. Yes. <laughs> um, and he said that he believed the house was built before 1900, um, and he said that Jeremiah and Lucy Beam were the ones who like built the place. Mm-hmm. And so he believes that if there are ghosts in that house, that he thinks it would be them. Mm-hmm. So basically, people think that Lucy is probably the one in the house. Mm-hmm. They did not get like any evidence in there. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So now we've got Warehouse K. So they've got two warehouses that they investigated. So... Warehouse K. Um, The warehouse manager, Jason, said that there was a house on the property that burned down and supposedly a woman passed away in that fire, but I couldn't find any evidence of that. Okay. But Warehouse K was built over top of that burned house. Why do they keep doing that? I don't know. (laughs) Like, it's first of all, it feels like foundationally wrong. Like, that doesn't feel safe. Doesn't feel safe. But also, it's always these places that are haunted. And it's just like that. You had that come in. You asked for that. Yeah. (laughs) That's bad vibes. You asked for the haunting. Yeah. Um, So, an employee named Becky said that during the middle of the day one time, she saw 
the solid figure of a woman wearing old-timey formal clothing. And she also said that oftentimes in this warehouse, you can smell flowers, which I think she kind of believes is connected to that woman. Yeah. And that to me is really crazy because you've never been in a distillery, have you? No. They, like the smell is like overpowering. Mm-hmm. Like the smell of bourbon is so imagine. strong. <laughs> and to like for me to think that like the smell of flowers could overtake that is yeah. very hard to believe. Yeah. So I just think that is very interesting. Mm-hmm. She also said that people who have seen the woman call her Mary, I think they just made that name up for Hail her. Mary. Anyway. On Paranormal Lockdown, they used something called an Echo Vox. It's basically like a spirit oh, yeah. box. I don't understand. They have weird. Yeah. I didn't. Some of their tools are harder to hear for me. Yes. It, I didn't really love it because it didn't feel super clear. Yeah. But it's But fine. they like it. Yeah. So. Um, so they were using it at one point. It's like it's like a spirit box. It's basically like a spirit box. It's, yeah. They, like, it's like kind of big. It's kind of yeah. big. They, it's basically like a two-way radio or something because yes. their voices repeat into it. It's yeah. very strange. Anyway, so they're using it at one point. And Nick said that he felt like someone grabbed his pant leg and like tugged on it. Mm. Like, and he thought that it was like something trying to get his attention. Mm-hmm. And so he, they asked if someone was trying to get his attention and something on the Echo Vox said yes. Mm. Um. And then later on, Katrina started to feel like super nauseous. And around that time, Nick saw what he thought was a shadow like moving behind a bunch of the barrels, like in Mm. between the cracks. Hmm. So the next day, they used the Echo Vox again. And this time they heard it say, like, I think they were kind of trying to talk about like where they should go or like where things were. And it said back to and then it said back. And then they heard it say behind Mm -hmm. and so they kind of like went like to the back of the room Mm -hmm. and katrina was like it kind of smells and Mm -hmm. nick was like what does it smell like and she's like it kind of smells like pee oh ew (laughs) which i think is so gross yeah but they're talking about it and they're like we're like it feels like we're passing through energies (laughs) and i was just like imagine being that ghost yeah. And someone's just like, hey, like, you smell like piss. <laughs> like, I was just taking a leak. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just thought, I don't know. I love, clearly I love on these ghost shows when they, like, bring up something totally weird. weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway. One of the latest episodes of Ghost Hunters was super weird. Like, their personalities oh, they were, were like. being dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Uh-huh. Um, anyway. Later, they thought they heard Katrina on the echo box mm-hmm. i don't think it sounds like it says katrina at all it sounds like two maybe brow, three syllables brow, brow. but yeah <laughs> just like that yep just like brow, that that was brow, great brow, thank brow. you um later katrina asks who made her sick and it says that was me hmm. which is interesting that was a yeah. little more clear mm-hmm. this is what i think is the coolest evidence on their show their cameraman rob He's the one who caught the weird one at Trans Allegheny. Yeah, he saw with his eyes. Shout out. He saw this one with his eyes, I think. Yeah. Shout out to Rob. I like Rob, honestly. So um, he saw like a mist and he caught it on camera. Uh And they say like it's a mist. To me, it kind of looks like legs or like something trying to form into legs. Like no torso, just legs. But 
it's just like this mist with legs. And mm. then after that, like immediately afterwards, they smelled flowers. Ooh. And they said like it was like overwhelming and out of nowhere. Hmm. So Interesting. I think that that was very cool evidence. Yeah. So moving on to warehouse D. Oftentimes, employees hear footsteps and whistling in mm-hmm. this warehouse. Witnesses regularly see the apparition of someone walking up the stairs, but they'll only see the legs. Hmm. But this is a different warehouse. But it's so, still. Yeah. I just think that that's interesting. Yeah. Witnesses have also seen the apparition of a man in overalls hiding in the walkways between uh-uh. the barrels. No, no. And they're like really narrow. Like, that is so creepy. Yeah. It's so creepy. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. It's one thing for like a little kid, like to see like a little kid ghost do something like that. Like hiding. But like yeah. an adult just feels like so skeevy. It feels like, like so sinister for yeah. an adult. To, like why is an adult hiding, hiding like that oh gosh yeah. i'm like imagining it yeah Ugh. um so they had an employee named stephanie on the show and she said quote the things have a habit of wanting people to leave Ugh. which is creepy i also don't like it that she called Steph- them the things the things <laughs> she probably doesn't want to say that they're ghosts she was the one that was like leading them around everywhere and be like we say this yeah but i don't know hmm. just i didn't like it the, yeah, things. the things they probably don't like that either though being called the things, things yeah fair like, i'm a human being yeah human beam a human beam <laughs> so why I did say you do so, that i don't know <laughs> in, <laughs> in warehouse d nick and katrina discussed the feeling of being watched like they both Ew. felt like they're being watched um katrina saw a mist behind the cameraman. Rob. Yeah, behind Rob. And immediately after seeing that, they heard a creaking come from like the other side of the warehouse. Hmm. At one point, Nick was on the eighth floor of the warehouse and Katrina was on the second. And Nick said, if you are an employee that used to work here, can you make a sound near Katrina downstairs on the second floor? And immediately Katrina heard like a loud noise on the Hmm. second floor. And it was loud enough that Nick could like hear. heard it hmm. and like ran down because he thought she like fell over or something wow that's scary so, the next day nick and katrina had lee a local paranormal investigator come in and i think they just i think they were like friends but they also like wanted someone local mm-hmm. and at one point they were in this warehouse and katrina saw like a mist like between them and like kind of around them hmm. and so they started using the echo vox again and they asked do you have any messages? And something said, yes. Hmm. They then asked, are you part of the Beam family? And it said, Kentucky. Weird. Which is like, not really an answer, but it was pretty clear. Yeah. They then said, we have our friend with us right here. Do you know his name? And it immediately said, Lee. Hello, Hmm. Lee. Oh. Like really clear. That would scare me. I know. And so Lee like kind of like introduced himself again and said, you know, like, I'm a local, like I'm Mm -hmm. from here. And like pretty soon after it said local, like Mm -hmm. it repeated back. Like it, to me, it kind of almost sounded like it was asking like local, like, like recognizing, Mm -hmm. which is very interesting. It is. And so Nick and Katrina set up an experiment with shot glasses and a Jim Beam bottle. And essentially they were like trigger objects and they would like 
light up the bottle if something touched them. Mm -hmm. And when Lee kind of like pointed to it and offered the spirits a glass, they think the Echo Vox said, that's the good stuff. (laughs) And I don't totally hear it, but like it's that's it's like kind of similar, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. But after that, one of the glasses lit up, indicating that something was touching it. Mm-hmm. So they then asked who they were speaking to, and something responded, This is Daniel. Hmm. And then they asked, Is it hard to use your energy to try and touch these glasses? And it said, Yes, very hard. Hmm. And like those answers were pretty clear. Yeah, and they answered like, a direct question. Yeah. And then they asked, How many spirits are here? And it said, one, ten, eleven, hmm. which is very weird. They said it was like they're like counting off. Yeah, I'm like they skipped a few in there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Or it could have been one, and then they all came, yeah. and showed up and exactly. Then. And I did want to note. I don't know like how the Echo Vox works, but a lot of the responses did sound like the same voice, mm-hmm. and they kind of had like a weird accent, but it was not like a Kentucky accent. It was like almost do a like, Kentucky accent. No, it was almost like like vaguely European sounding, which they would have no the thirties like, probably. Yeah, I I don't know. It was just like it was kind of weird sounding, but I yeah. just wanted to note that. So that was Jim Beam. They got some really interesting evidence there. Jim Beam. Yay. So now, finally. Time for our faves. Yes. I'm going to talk about the former Old Crow Distillery in Frankfurt. Frankfurt. So before I start talking about Old Crow, its location is kind of confusing. Basically, there's like three distilleries on one road right next to each other. Mm-hmm. This I- is near your town. Yes, kind of. This and um, Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Basically, they're all like on the one road. Um, A man named David Meyer owns the abandoned Old Crow Distillery. And then Jim Beam uses part of it. And then David has his own distillery on the property. Hmm. And then there's like two others that I think at one point maybe were grouped together. Mm -hmm. It's all very confusing. (laughs) We don't need to know. Yeah. Anyway. If you, if you want to know, you can go there and take a tour. Yeah. So. I say so, so many times. So. So. <laughs> I say um a lot, so that's okay. It's fine. I don't know how to start a line, like when we get sidetracked. <laughs> so. James Crow was born in Scotland, where he studied chemistry and medicine before moving to America. And he essentially worked for a bunch of different distillers through his life. But he is credited with perfecting the sour mash process. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, the you sour know mash about. process. Um, but it is a process that is widely used in bourbon distilling today. And Old Crow was named for him. And it is also a super iconic bourbon. So, yeah. Iconic. I wouldn't know. I mean, it's not very good anymore. Oh. It used to be. Apparently. Gotcha. Apparently. James Crow, he basically died on the property there are a few basically things. died on the property. How can you basically? Here's the deal. I could not find exactly where he died because I saw differing things. Uh-huh. He either died at Old Taylor Distillery, which is a different distillery down the road, uh-huh. like on that same road, or he died in his cabin, which people say would have been on the property where Old Crow is now. Mm, okay. So it's like he died in that area, mm-hmm. like on that same road. With Unknown like, exactly yeah. where. 
Um, when did this place open? Did you say? Uh, he died in 1856. Okay. And the distillery was built in 1872. Okay, okay, okay. So it was built after his death, but it was named for him. And in 1872, Old Crow Distillery was built across 16 acres alongside Glens Creek. That's weak compared to 500 acres. I know. (laughs) So I'm saying 500 acres is huge. Yeah. For nearly a decade, Old Crow Bourbon was known as a pretty high shelf bourbon. Um, There are like a lot of people, like iconic people. I'm pretty sure like Mark Twain loved it. Like big names really loved Old Crow. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to say it. I don't care about Mark Twain. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't care about his opinion. Okay. But you don't have to. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I don't know anything much about it. In the 1970s, though. I wouldn't call him iconic. <laughs> Katie would not call Mark Twain iconic. No. Put that on record. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, continue. In the 1970s, Dr. Crow's recipe was changed. And basically... Old Crow is now considered a super low shelf bourbon. So it went from being like some of the best of the best to like pretty crappy. But during the time that Old Crow was in operation, there were no safety codes basically. And machines used in the distilling process were extremely dangerous. So there were also lots of injuries. And I do actually have record of a few of these. In 1905, Andrew Trumbo fell through a hole in the elevator platform and his leg got trapped Mm -mm. and he had to have it amputated and was given bourbon to numb the pain, which is so awful. Yeah, that's not enough. And he lived for a while, but eventually died due to his injuries. Um, But I found a newspaper clipping from July 8th, 1905 about his death that read that he died, quote, at the residence of his mother, Mrs. R.M. Trumbo, on Saturday. Mr. Andrew Trumbo, aged 26 years. Mr. Trumbo was a splendid young man, industrious and upright. Some month or more ago, he was injured while at work in the elevator at the Old Crow Distillery. It was found necessary to amputate his leg, but without avail. He made a gallant fight for life. He was a devoted son and brother. He is a member of the Odd Fellows, which I included just just for you. Because of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's also interesting. I was just thinking when he said he was 26. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) Getting old. That's not that much. No. He was young. Yeah. But yeah, I also just included it just for more context of like what happened. But the Odd Fellows. But also, yeah, it was interesting to me that he was in the Odd Fellows. Secret Society. Dun, dun, dun. If you haven't, listen to our Odd Fellows. Shout out. It's very good. Thank you. You're welcome. In 1935, a foreman named Noah Cottrell fell 14 feet from a platform inside of the distillery. And I know. And reportedly died from a fractured skull. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find any articles on that, but I did find evidence that a 61-year-old man named Noah Cottrell died in Frankfurt on October 18th, 1935. Um, So I would go as far to say that we can believe that that one is true. Yeah. Um, There are also stories of other deaths and injuries. People talk about ethanol explosions drownings fires um people being like crushed by like equipment but i couldn't find proof of anything else Mm -hmm. so you know it's rumored but 
I couldn't find anything to say for sure. So. Mm-hmm. In the 1980s, Old Crow Distillery was bought out by Jim Beam and basically ended up being pretty much abandoned for nearly 30 years until being bought by David Meyer. So current owner David Meyer says that he often hears footsteps running up behind him or hears things like their little like sample cups being knocked over only to like go and find everything in its place. Hmm. The footsteps running up behind you. That would scare me. That's my absolute nightmare. Yeah. Hate that. Um, People who have investigated Old Crow report feelings of being watched. I really hate that. Yep. And a former security guard said that he saw an apparition of an old man in a suit on the grounds one day. And there are a few like main spirits that people believe are at Old Crow. The first is Andrew Trumbo. The second is Noah Cottrell. Mm-hmm. And then the third is Dr. Crow. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, he died just in his bed on the property somewhere. Um, but people theorize that he's upset about like the loss of his legacy since like he started, mm-hmm. like he set out bourbon to be so much better than it was. And then they yeah. like ruined his legacy essentially. Mm-hmm. So. so now to the evidence. There are two shows that investigated Old Crow. The first is Ghost Asylum. <laughs> and, I forgot. Yeah. So they were the first team to investigate Old Crow. Mm-hmm. And I've never watched their show. And I mean, their investigation. I told you not to. <laughs> I know. Their investigation was fine. But like, apparently, like their big thing is they like want to trap a ghost. Yeah, I don't like it. It, it just feels like it feels really kitschy and like. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Yeah. It also just like like first of all, I don't understand I don't understand the science behind any of this stuff, but like I really like all of that is pseudoscience. Yeah. Of like, oh, we did this and this and it's going to trap a ghost and yeah. it's like no, it's not. No. But second of all, it's like if they were able to do that, it's like if you, like it's they like go to like ghost. Waverly and stuff yeah. and like places that these people make their livings on ghosts and it's like yeah. why would you do that trap them why would you take them away yeah i don't understand it's weird i don't know so i didn't love that but they got a couple pieces of evidence that i'll talk about so and then destination fear destination fear love them and honestly this was not one of their best episodes like evidence wise mm-hmm. but it's a very fun episode mm-hmm. <laughs> they first of all start out doing shots of bourbon yeah which is hilarious um they then get scared by a cat because they think mm-hmm. it's a lion, but it's just like a really cute cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chelsea is just really relatable because she's really grossed out by the bugs. Yeah. And same. Same. So. Is that the only thing, things that happen in the episode? No. Okay, good. They have like, they actually do have some pretty some, good evidence. Yeah. But it's not it's like. Not, not the craziest stuff they've ever yeah, experienced. They've gotten so much great evidence that like other episodes mm-hmm. stand out more. But. Yeah. So, some of the most active locations in the distillery. First up is the warehouse, or one of the warehouses. I'm sure there's plenty, many, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, investigators say that they have captured EVPs saying, I'll kill you. Ooh. Um, people don't really know who is haunting the warehouse, so it's an unknown spirit. Um, Ghost Asylum, in their investigation, got lots of K2 hits in there. Um, and then they called out to Andrew Trumbo and got words like pawn and preacher mm-hmm. on a thing that's basically like an obvious. On Destination Fear. On, uh, on Ghost, Ghost Asylum. Asylum. Okay, yeah. sorry. And then on Ghost Asylum, they did catch a pretty interesting shadow figure near the elevator. 
And they like, they all were kind of like, I'm seeing something over there. Mm -hmm. And they caught basically, it looks like someone like poking their head out from behind a wall and like going back. Yeah. So it was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. And then Destination Fear, um, they left a camera in the warehouse um, and the camera caught sounds of like metal being banged on or something. Mm -hmm. And... Then later on, Dakota got the warehouse as his sleeping arrangement, and he was woken up at one point by a super loud crash. To me, it kind of sounded like something like outside that could be like hitting the wall, which could have been like wind because it was raining. Yeah. But it also okay. could have been something else. So mm-hmm. moving on to the elevator room, which this obviously would have been the site of Andrew Trumbo's fall. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of people report violent activity in this area. A local investigator who went there at one point said that he felt like he was hit in the back of the head with a baseball bat. Ow. Yeah. And so Tanner on Destination Fear got the elevator room as his sleeping arrangement. And he was using the ovulus to try and contact Andrew Trumbo. And he asked if Andrew had a message or a warning and said, it said that a spirit attacked someone and hit them with a baseball bat. And immediately the ovulus said bottle. Hmm. And so. Get over, hit over the head. Yeah. It's like Tanner was saying like this person could have been hit Mm. over the head with like a bottle instead, Mm -hmm. which is very interesting. Yeah. Moving on to the boiler room. I couldn't really find any like. Reports. Reports from the boiler room. And Destination Fear didn't even like go in there, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it too... Was that the place that was too like just like too dangerous for them to go into? I don't think so. It could have been. There is yeah. So in the episode on Destination Fear, there's a building they can't go in because it's so like destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so because I don't think it would have been that much more in disrepair from when yeah. Ghost Asylum went because they did go in there. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. So on Ghost Asylum in the boiler room. Um. Two of the investigators, Chase and Brannon, uh, were using a phonetic generator, which I think is just basically an ovulus. Yeah. And it said the word Satan, which is never good. No. Um, And they also got the words suit and restore, which is interesting. I mean, there's the person talking about someone, like an apparition of someone in a suit. Mm -hmm. And they want to make it better. Yeah, Yeah. And it's like if it was... Dr. Crow, Mm -hmm. like it could have been him saying like, restore, like my legacy, restore my brand. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. Sorry, sir. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it could, but. I highly doubt it. Not at this distillery. They'd have Mm. to make another one. (laughs) Yeah. So next up is the distillery. And this is the most haunted area. And it is also the site of Noah Cottrell's fall. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is also where a lot of people believe that Dr. Crow is haunting like the most often. Mm -hmm. David Meyer says that whenever he's in the distillery, he hears footsteps and has a lot of technological interference, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Um, On Ghost Asylum, one of their investigators, Doogie, walked in Mm -hmm. (laughs) and immediately had a really strong sense of vertigo. Um, which I don't always believe when investigators say that, but yeah. I'll connect it back mm-hmm. right now. I'm going to connect it back right now. Great, <laughs> great, great. Um, immediately upon walking in the room, 
on destination fear tanner said that he felt dizzy and off balance Mm -hmm. like immediately Mm -hmm. so i don't always believe it when someone says that but when multiple people but when multiple people have that same in the same place yeah i think that that's very interesting Mm -hmm. um that's why it's always interesting when you're like researching this stuff to watch multiple episodes and be like oh on different shows they had the same experience in the same spots and like it's weird yeah i thought that was very like Interesting. The REM pod on Destination Fear went off in this room as soon as Dakota started asking if Dr. Crow was in the room. Mm -hmm. And before that, they'd been asking if Noah was there, like trying to contact Noah. Mm -hmm. And they weren't getting anything. anything. And as soon as they said Dr. Crow, like it went off. Interesting. Um, Like, and it went like crazy. Like it kept Mm -hmm. like beeping, going on and off. Like, yeah. Um, After this happened with the REM pod... Tanner also said that he was feeling extremely hot and like that breathing was hard. Hmm. Um, he even said, quote, the whole time in there, I was just focusing on standing. Hmm. Like all of his energy was going to like standing upright, which yeah. is like pretty telling. So obviously Alex got the distillery of as a sleeping arrangement. Classic. Because, you know, poor Alex. Yeah. And he put the REM pod behind him, which is a super bold move. I wouldn't. They always put things behind them. I would never. Nope. My head has to be against the wall if I'm going to like yep. sleep somewhere because I don't need a doorway or something. Nope. So he put the REM pod behind him and he starts talking. And as soon as he said the name Dr. Crow, it went off. Ew. And then he said Dr. Crow again. And this time the temperature gauge went off. And then he said, can you please make that stop? And immediately it stopped. Hmm. <laughs> Um, and so he just kept kind of talking to Dr. Crow, talking about like his legacy and stuff. And like, he was like, every time he said the name, it was like beep, it would beep or like, it was always like continuous. So if he said Dr. Crow, it would beep continuously until he said Dr. Crow again, and then it would stop. That's so weird. And then if he said it again, it would start again. Mm -hmm. It was very weird. Hmm. And I think that connects a lot too, to, um, David saying that he got a lot of technological interference in there. Yeah. Seems like whatever's in there, which is probably Dr. Crow, mm-hmm. likes technology. Yeah. Sounds weird. But that is all I have on haunted distilleries. I thought it was really interesting how much of it was very similar. And yeah. not just like the ghost stories, but like the like a building burning down, you just build on top, top of, it of it. And like, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. All in Kentucky, too. Yeah. Two of them in the same place. They all think the same. Us Kentuckians. Yep. <laughs> That's all you're getting for an accent. You're welcome. That was barely anything. Well. Sometimes it really comes out, guys. She really. Don't do that to me. Brings the southern accent. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, you already got a palate cleanser, and it was Katie's most recent saying of saying that people have butts up their sticks. Mm Mm-hmm. And I really love it. (laughs) Yeah. Sydney knows who it is about. I do. Mm-hmm. but anyway <laughs> you guys should follow us on instagram at something sick podcast or on twitter at a sick podcast or on tiktok at something sick podcast or send us an email at something sick podcast at gmail.com and we'll talk to you next time homies peace out happy one year hey.